ಶಂಕರಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾ
it takes me away from myself. <laughs> That's the answer. Why do you want to be taken away from yourself? Because I want to be transported elsewhere. Why do you want to be transported elsewhere? I can't stand myself. <laughs> Why can't you stand yourself? <laughs> because when I am in touch with myself, what happens? Dukkham comes. Dukkha, saku. Saku means enough. <laughs> Sukha, beku. <laughs> Want sukha. <laughs> Want sukha. Chahiye. I want sukha, dukha, enough. Don't want dukha. And so, every activity in the universe is for the sake of happiness. Even the altruistic activities, social service, and then uh, there are certain other uh, buzzwords. What are these called? Social, social service, social justice, ecology, ecological justice, environmental justice. I have nothing to benefit. I'm doing it for the sake of the spotted owl which may be undergoing endangerment. I'm doing it for the sake of this, uh, uh, this animal whose habitat is threatened. I'm doing it for the sake of these people who, are, who have been for some reason or the other marginalized. Even the most altruistic of activities is for the sake of what? So come, for who? For you. Because you tell the activist, stop being active. <laughs> no, no, what will happen? No, no, don't worry. I'll take care of the social justice. I'll take care of the environmental justice. I have money, you tell them. You know, and you have to show the money, otherwise they'll not uh, believe. So, we will, we will make these changes. We will uh, have these messages broadcast. You don't have to worry. You can just uh, take it easy. Eat some peeled grapes. Have fun. What is the activist going to say? No, 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 no. My life depends on it. I have to do this. I have to do this social work. I have to do these kinds of activities. Why? Because I get some happiness. Atmanastu kamaya. The Brihadaranyakam Upanishad says, Sarvam priyam bhavati. Everything becomes beloved for the sake of myself alone, not for any other reason. Even the parent who says, Look at how much I have given up for you. <laughs> Has not given up anything for the child. Any giving up is for the sake of the happiness that giving up creates. Same thing with the spouse. The husband who says, look at all the things I have done for you. The wife who says, look, I, my whole life has gone taking care of you. <laughs> Both of them are doing these activities for themselves alone. I am not saying it. Yagyamalkya Muni is saying it. <laughs> Yagyamalkya Rishi is saying it. You may say, okay, these sadhus come on the podium. You know, they, they, and they say whatever they want. And they all want to bring everybody into sannyasa. And they all want to, you know, do this. And that's why they make all these marriage jokes. And then they say all these things. Actually, we don't really want to bring everybody into sannyasa. Yeah. We want to keep our numbers small. So we'll have a wide array of cuisines available to go for bhiksha. <laughs> so, so therefore, so therefore, it's not me talking. Yagyamalke Rishi is talking. And the Rishi in the Upanishad says, Nava are. Nava are means not indeed, my dear honey. Are means the beloved one. He is addressing Maitreyi, his wife. Patyuhu kamaya patif priyo bhavati. Atmanastu kamaya patif priyo bhavati. 
Not indeed, my dear, beloved one. The husband becomes dear for the sake of the husband. The husband becomes dear for the sake of the happiness of the wife, uh, the spouse, who believes that without this person, my life is not very worth living. And then, oh, only the wife? No, 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 the other way around also. Nava are jaya yai kamaya jaya priya bhavati atmanastu kamaya jaya priya bhavati. Neither for one's own sake is the wife desirable. The wife becomes desirable. Neither for the wife's sake the wife becomes desirable. The wife becomes desirable for whose sake? One's own sake. My own sake. I love another person. The children become desirable, not for the sake of the children, but for what they can give me. <laughs> the parents become desirable to the children for their own security and happiness. And then he goes on from, from interpersonal relationships all the way to the universe and universal causes, etc. Social causes, ecological causes, everything. Finally, he says, Atmanastukamaya Sarvam Priyam Bhavati. It is for the sake of oneself alone, everything in the whole universe becomes desirable. Desirable means lovable. Lovable means that which is the source of happiness alone is lovable. So we get a very nice jhatka, means a wake-up call. <laughs> when we look at this particular portion of the Brihadaranya Upanishad, all the altruism is gone and then we find that everybody is a, uh, is a happiness scavenger. Scavenger means what? The one who picks up little pieces. Rag picker. Happiness, rag picker. Happiness, scavenger. This is what we get from the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. And then, in the Taittiri Upanishad, now we are taking a little, we are making the rounds. In the Taittiri Upanishad, we have a whole section called Ananda Mimamsa. Mimamsa means a thorough analysis of Ananda. What is Ananda? Happiness. A thorough analysis of Ananda is done. The question is why? Why does happiness need to be analyzed? Do you know happiness or not? Yes, don't get all Vedanta in here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is just a regular question. Do you know happiness? Yes. Ice cream happiness, this happiness, that happiness, everything people know. Chocolate happiness. Do you know happiness? Yes, absolutely I know happiness. Then, why, why analyze something that is experienced daily hopefully, and something that is so evident. And this transcends time and history. Even in the past, people knew happiness. Even now, what? People know happiness. In the future, people will know what this happiness is. The experienced happiness is not beyond my, uh, my uh, understanding. Why? Being an object of experience, it is not away from my understanding. So why this pariksha? Pariksha means analysis. It is like even kakadanta pariksha. Kaka kuro. Danta, not Vedanta, okay? Danta, tooth, teeth. Pariksha, analysis. This fellow said, I just want to check up how many molars the, the crow has. <laughs> let me please count, let me open the beak of the crow and then put a toothpick there so that it stays open and then put a flashlight and then count how many teeth are there. I know there are teeth, I just want to find out about the molars. 
does the crow have wisdom teeth this is my phd thesis so let me see <laughs> if the crow has wisdom teeth will this kind of a uh, thesis be funded will such a person having this kind of an idea get admission in a university for this kind of a thesis absolutely not this is called pishtasya peshanam already the dough is needed okay and needlessly you keep kneading the needed dough not needed okay <laughs> so an activity that is vyartha without any reason being done is called pishtasya peshanam grinding the flower that is already ground kneading the dough that doesn't need to be kneaded this is what is called pishtasya peshanam and so here kakadanta pariksha the analysis of how many teeth a crow has is like that when we know very well that the crow has no teeth why bother analyzing that is the idea and so that is of course these are all examples what is being talked about what is being talked about indeed is this when we know that the ananda is universally sought and universally experienced it is not beyond the ken of my experience what's the point in this analysis Adi Shankara gives a very beautiful segue a beautiful sangati and a reason for why this analysis is to be has to be conducted and what is the reason uh, the analysis has to be conducted to distinguish between two kinds of ananda the one kind of ananda is that which is which is within the the Uh, rubric of my own experience that ananda which is called vishayananda vishayaihi yah anandah janyate sah you know vishayanandah that ananda which is born out of the contact with vishaya what is vishaya objects various objects in fact i told you earlier in sanskritam the the word itself contains the meaning vishinoti badnati iti vishayah that which binds is called vishayah objects what is the definition of object that which binds how by causing an addiction so we are very familiar with vishayananda we are not familiar with what brahmananda and here even modern vedanta gets confused modern vedantins get very confused and if you go to big big religious gatherings such as uh, what was that one called parliament of world religions when you go there you know you get to hear all kinds of things all kinds of things come to the fore because this ananda has not been properly understood so they 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 come this far and then no further can they go because they are themselves in a bind so if brahm so if we need to distinguish between vishaya ananda the ananda of objects and brahmananda the ananda that is the swarupa the very nature of the subject then that means what the swarupananda is different has to be different from vishayananda and if it has to be different from vishayananda then we can start waxing eloquent and then coming up with all kinds of imaginations because that's all it is i heard one person say that you know the brahmananda comes from this uh, somewhere what is that some kind of a chakra or the other here located on the top of the head and then and then there is some kind of an aromatic and tasty liquid that drips and is felt in the back of the tongue i said it looks like the cerebrospinal fluid may be leaking yeah get yourself checked up if that happens don't sit thinking this is swarupananda 
you are such a killjoy. <laughs> here I was wanting to catch hold of something. And then here you just, you, you set up the thing and then you just kill it. No, I'm not being a killjoy. Use the brains. Anything that is experienced, anything that is experienced is what? Finite or infinite? What have we been doing the whole week? Finite. Fine then. If this has been understood, then let's not even, even uh, go any further. Whatever is experienced, whatever is objectified is finite. Drip, drip, drip. Is it objectified or not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause for concern. Go to any doctor, they will say, please get yourself checked up if this is what is happening. And so therefore, we don't have to, this is one version I, I, I heard, another version, of course, we know this, what is that? The Kundalini, okay? The Kundalini rises and then goes and then delivers in one fell stroke, what? Brahmananda. And the person is writhing in agony. I don't understand why. Okay, this part I haven't understood and I'm going to le let that be. And, and then somehow that agony is transformed into Ananda. And you know what Pujya Swamiji used to say about Kundalini. Kundalini, but here in this country Kundalini. like a pasta, linguini, okay, rhymes with that. Pujya Swamiji would say that if the Kundalini is a snake coiled at the base of the, where is it, spine, if it's a, if it's a snake that is coiled at the base of the spine, Pujya Swamiji would say, my mother told me to not disturb coiled snakes. <laughs> Let coiled snakes lie. Let them be. If you go and prod the coiled snake with a stick, what's going to happen? Ah, it's going to, it's going to bite. And so, the there was a shastra of the chakras of kundalini, etc. No doubt, because the Upanishads mention them. But it is not available to us. Extinct it is. So anybody practicing it, we have to take it with a sack of salt because we don't know the, we don't know how to practice that anymore. And besides, that too is an experience because what goes up must come down. <laughs> and is this the kind of happiness you want? Upar, niche, aage, piche? No. <laughs> up and down and all around. You don't want this kind of a, a, a happiness. So this is Vishayananda, that which is elusive, that which is finite and for, for en the enjoyment of which two kinds of situations are prerequisites, two kinds of conditions are there. What are the conditions? Con one condition is Bahya, external condition, and the other one is what? Internal condition. What is the external condition for enjoying Vishayananda? The external condition for enjoying Vishayananda is that the Vishaya in question must be there. The desirable object, the object which I deem to be desirable must be present. Where? In the same location, obviously, or within a driving distance, <laughs> or a flying distance. If supposing my desired object and the desired object can keep changing, depending on the person and their moods and raga, dvesha, etc. But whatever it is, let's say, if my desired object is where? On Mars. What use is it to me? Not much use. Because I can't go to Mars in a jiffy, not yet anyway, and then enjoy this object. So the object has to be within a certain perimeter of accessibility. 
Vishaya must be there and it should be accessible. If not now, soon. Two, these are the two Bahya conditions, external conditions. And then what? Let us say the object of desire is what? A fried ball of calories called gulab jamun. Okay? It is there. Where? Right in front. It's bobbing up and down in a bowl along with its classmates. It's all there in this bowl. Wonderful. But then what? The internal conditions are not conducive to the enjoyment of the Vishaya. And what, what example can we give? Two examples. One is, there is a stomach ache. Why? I ate too much yesterday. <laughs> there is a stomach ache. Something did sat sideways. Something did not agree with me. And then, the, uh, or... That could be one. That could be one adhyatmika reason. One is bahya reason. We have seen this is adhyatmika centered on the self. The internal reason, uh, uh, the condition is not met. Why? Because there is physical distress. Okay, the stomach is hungry, and I can even digest a stone. What to talk of a few gulab jamuns? Bring them on, but still I don't feel like eating. Why? I was about to take one, pop it into the mouth and some bad news came. Somebody I knew is no more in the body. What do I do with the, to the gulab jamun? Put it back because suddenly the, the emotional accoutrement which is a very important component of the, the, for in the Ananda Jananam, in the production of Ananda, is what? Curtailed. Is not available. So therefore, the, for, for Vishayananda to fructify, these two conditions, the external condition in the form of the availability of the Vishaya and the internal condition in the form of what? My own mind, my own body, my own senses must be healthy, fit, happy and readily available to enjoy the Vishaya. So Vishayananda, the Ananda with which we are thoroughly familiar is the joining of the Vishaya, so to speak, with the Vishayi. Vishayi means the one who is objectifying the Vishaya. So this confluence, the merging of the subject with the object has to take place to generate what? Vishayananda. This is the Ananda of the everyday. But then that's not enough for me. I want more, I want more. If Vishayananda were enough, then what? All the Swamis can retire. <laughs> All the Vedanta Swamis can totally retire when? Right now. There is no need for teaching. If this ananda is sufficient, then there is no, no need for further teaching at all. Why study? Why learn? There is nothing. Because I am already satisfied. I just go like a butterfly, flitting from one vishaya to vishaya flower to another vishaya flower. Today here, tomorrow there, flit, 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 fly, fly, fly. And then, so, there is no need for instruction. There is no need for search. Beyond this, there is no need for anything. I can just be happy and who needs Vedanta? Nobody needs Vedanta. So the hundred pages of the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad and the hundred more pages of the Chandogya Upanishad and the few other pages of the Kena, Katha, Mundaka, etc. will be what? Nirarthaka, useless. 
it is precisely because this vishayananda truncated as it is by the elusiveness of the object available and the lack of alignment between the subject and the object uh, even under the most ideal conditions that is what drives me to gain and keep this ananda for myself when all the time this is why the shastra becomes sarthaka it is it is with meaning for me it is it is definitely something that i want to understand and so therefore what therefore it should be something that i pursue why vishayananda is not enough therefore the analysis of vishayananda gives us a clue to its um it's finitude only when its finitude is ascertained then only we can say aha this is why it is not enough that is how i can say that only when the finitude of something that is uh, is ascertained then only i can say oh this is useless what do i want the infinite this is exactly the problem this is exactly what we have to understand and so therefore the shastra in the taittiriya upanishad posits these two kinds of ananda side by side so that the analysis of vishayananda is made threadbare is shown to be threadbare and it yields the analysis of vishayananda brings me closer to the ananda that is not a product if it's not a product what is it myself because the only thing that's not a product in this whole universe is who me everything else is janita i am not janita i am not born i am not a product so the ananda is that is born and the ananda that is unborn are juxtaposed side by side but before we jump into this analysis one more caveat we have to see very very clearly is the fact that if the vishaya ananda if the ananda that i experience is what is not is separate from brahmananda then again we have a problem because i cannot desire what i do not know can you desire what you don't know no not at all never never is an object of ignorance an object of want so many times you know people are there in some other country and maybe in america there is some big trend in india we don't know yet that there is the trend we can't desire that particular object which is part of the trend then thanks to internet and thanks to all these new ways of communicating then the the trend goes to india also and as soon as it goes there it becomes an object of desire everybody wants that and when do they want that they want that only when they know it is there and so if the vishayananda is totally separate from brahmananda then we have a big problem because brahmananda will never be desired because what i do not know cannot be an object of desire and i will always be a wanting person anirmoksha prasangah no moksha is possible <laughs> one is always con- con- confined to vishayananda alone no moksha is ever possible and so therefore there is this is a problem so the upanishad presents Bra- uh, vishayananda and brahmananda juxtaposed side by side and says that the vishayananda is a small little tiny sliver of what brahmananda 
Now we are talking. Ah, okay. Now I know movie Ananda, I know magic Ananda, I know mall Ananda, I know, I know ball Ananda, I know this Ananda, I know ice cream Ananda, I know cake Ananda, I know various cuisine Ananda, I know travel Ananda, and then what? It's all those Anandas combined and much more. Yes, I want Brahmananda. You see now? Ah. If it is presented as completely separate, then I am not interested in that. It is presented exactly as what I want, but not just more, always, always, without having a certain surfeit, like you know, going back to the Gulab Jamun example, what is that, you know, you eat 10 of them and after that you don't want to look at it for a month. Why? Because the internal organs, the adhyatmika condition is no longer met. There is a surfeit. But this ananda being Swarupananda, you don't get sick of it. You don't OD on this ananda. You don't get sick of it ever. Because why? It is you. Since it is you. And now, I become a candidate for what? Brahmananda. Tell me what is Brahmananda. Tell me what is this Sukha. Well, not yet. What? <laughs> because we have to go through the analysis. We have to analyze the finite in order to get gain an understanding and differentiate that for the, from the infinite. And in order to analyze the finite, the Upanishad has a very, very fantastic way of presenting the finite, infinitely. <laughs> and this is the section in the Taitriya Upanishad called Ananda Mimamsa. It imagines an ideal unit, an imaginary, ideal typical unit of human Ananda is conjured up using the accoutrements we have at hand. Yuva syat sadhu yuva dhyayakaha Yuva syat A young man. Why not a woman? <laughs> Why only man? <laughs> because we are talking of a male-dominated society, okay? And the ideal, typical <laughs> person <laughs> of Ananda has to be a man here because he will he will ride. If it was a woman, she will always be you know put down. So we are talking of a uh, we are talking of a patriarchal society. If it's a matriarchal society, the example would have been you know yuvati syat, a young woman. But here it happens to be a young man. Yuva syat, and what kind of yuva? Sadhu yuva. Young means, the, the word young has to go with restless. Young and restless. Not here. <laughs> Not in this case. Young but very, very uh, dharmic. Sadhu means dharmic. Yathoktakari does whatever he is told, does not do whatever he is not told. Oh, oh, oh. is there such a person? It gets better. Yuvasyat sadhu yuva adhyayakaha. Adhyayakaha means well educated. Ashishtaha, disciplined, does not procrastinate. One day wake up at 10 o'clock, one day wake up at 12 o'clock, a.m. or p.m., doesn't matter. And then one day not wake up at all. Not like that. Discipline. Ashishtaha has very good home training. Must be a wimp. No, Dradishtaha is able to make decisions for himself and carry out these decisions. And then what? What else? Balishtaha. So, carry out these decisions. Right now, he is sounding like a nerd. You know, the one who is uh, sitting in front of the computer all the time. No muscles whatsoever. You will go, phew, and the person goes out of the window. 
नो 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 बलिष्ठ स्ट्रॉन्ग वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग गोज टू द जिम वर्कस आउट वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग now he is sounding like son in law material for <laughs> for all the prospective aunties and uncles in fact the uncle the mama is convinced mama says oh let's just let's just find this fellow he sounds like an ideal life partner for our daughter mommy being practical the auntie is very practical the auntie says no what show me the money <laughs> what's the use i mean he sounds like a brahmachari you know wearing white and staying in some ashram so not a penny for, uh, to his name parents have lot of money but they are angry with him for going on this path so they will not give him anything okay what's the use he's carrying one jhola one bag and then <laughs> not to give things to take things whatever comes <laughs> to keep it <laughs> somebody will give him a set of clothes it will go in the jhola he is carrying one bag and then he is just there in the ashram and the people in the society don't know what he is doing ashishtah adhyayakah balishtah dradishtah all that is there but nothing to even know two pennies to even rub together the auntie says no show me the money and the upanishad says certainly madam you can look at his portfolio and what do we find ya iyam prithivi sarva vittasya purnasyat all the resources of this earth mineral resources timber resources all the gems the gold everything belong to this young man alone and what does the mommy say please let's not look at the horror scope yeah <laughs> let's just pretend that it matches and let's get them married saya eko manusha anandah this is one unit of human ananda let us say this is a hypothetical situation nobody is like that but this is a hypothetical situation measuring one unit of human ananda then in order to keep our minds sharp the upanishad wants us to do some arithmetic multiply this one unit by 100 this one unit itself is very difficult nay impossible to reach but multiply this by what 100 then what do you have ते ये शतम मनुष्या मनुष्यानंद सय एको मनुष्य गंधर्वानंद देन यू गेट वन यूनिट ऑफ व्हाट इज कॉल्ड मनुष्य गंधर्वानंद लो लेवल सेलेस्टियल्स इन इन सम लोकास गंधर्व लोका मनुष्य गंधर्व लोका वेर एवर दे आर स्टेइंग दे एंजॉय हंड्रेड यूनिट्स of this ideal typical manushyananda then what do the math again te ye shatam manushya gandharvanandah manushya gandharvanam anandah saya eko gandharvanam anandah then you have one unit of devagandharvananda who are devagandharvas manushya gandharvas are just low level musical celestials and devagandharvas are high level musical celestials who play only for the gods and they enjoy what 10000 times the manushya's ananda and the mathematics continues keeps on continuing like this manushya gandharvanananda multiply by 100 one unit of deva gandharvanam anandah and multiply that by 100 then you get what pitrunam 
Ananda, the the ancestor, the loka of the ancestors, where the ancestors go. Not all ancestors, only the dharmic ones. Okay, yeah. And then, so then it is uh, pitrnam chiraloka loka nam ananda. And then what? Then after that you multiply that by one hundred, and then there is what? Devan Ajanam Anandaha. Ajan Ajanam Devanam Anandaha. Particular kind of Devas. Then you multiply that by 100. Then you get one unit of Karma Devanam Anandaha. Who is Karma Deva? The ones that brings chai to other celestials. Even the chaiwala in heaven enjoys <laughs> what? A billion times more happiness than you than you can possibly ever can even dream of and then saya ekaha karma devanam anandaha so this one karma devas ananda becomes what dev uh, one uh, the hundred units becomes one unit of devanam anandaha up till now it's all plural and then hundred units of devas ananda one unit of now all singular Indrasyanandaha Indra the in, undisputed king of of the gods of heaven the one that overlords everybody has complete adhipatya decides who is come, going to come to Indra Loka and who is not can make one's life extremely uncomfortable if he so desired <laughs> has a lot of power so, oh, that must be the end. No, we still multiply. Hundred units of Indra, Indra's Ananda is one unit of what? Brihaspati's Ananda. Who is Brihaspati? Guru of the Lord. Guru of the Gods. Indra, etc. Brihaspati has also got what? Prajapati. Brahmaji. 100 units of Brihaspati's Ananda is 1 unit of Prajapati's Ananda. 100 units of Prajapati's Ananda is what? 1 unit of Brahmana Ananda. Here is not Ananda of Brahman. Here Brahma here means Hiranyagarbha. Hiranyagarbha is the Devata, the collective potential to create. Ishvara from the standpoint of the, uh, the, the collective potential to bring something forth is called Brahma here and so the, and then it continues. This is, this is the gamut of the Taratamya. Taratamya means the analysis of the comparative degrees of Ananda that one can enjoy. In this enjoyment, we see that there is vritti vishesha. Vritti vishesha means a certain object that is becomes desirable. Upadhi vishesha. Upadhi vishesha means I have to have a certain kind of a body. With this kind of a body, I cannot enjoy Indrananda. To enjoy Indra's Ananda, I have to have an Indra-like body. To enjoy Gandharvananda, I have to have a Gandharva's Upadhi. Gandharva's body I have to have. Otherwise here what? On earth I am tone deaf and I am sitting here and it's a musical world. <laughs> what will I understand? Nothing. And so therefore I have to have all these various things. So the, the there should be vritti vishesha. I have to have the certain mood and the certain accoutrements to enjoy. Upadhi vishesha. The upadhi should be appropriate in regard to the enjoyment. And finally what? The loka vishesha. The loka should be appropriate. I have to go to that particular loka. Chira loka loka, pitra loka, ajana janan devanam loka. I have to go to various lokas where it is appropriate to enjoy that kind of ananda. This is a very high call. Because in order to be manushya, de, uh, manushya gandharva, how much punya does one need? Let's not even talk about it. Lot of punya. How do you gain this punya? By two methods. One is by doing good karma. How much good karma can you do? 
not much okay and then by prayer upasana rituals and meditation how much can you do how much ever you do it's always a finite number the fi- these are all products these anandas are products janita vishaya janita ananda they are produced by karma but then this whole ananda mimamsa has a very interesting refrain and what is the refrain shrotriyasya chakamahatasya sayeko manushya gandharvanam ananda shrotriyasya chakamahatasya teye shatam manushya gandharvanam ananda saye saeko deva gandharvanam ananda this belongs to this ananda at every level belongs to one person right here who is neither yuva you know maybe sadhu doesn't matter but no he is not neither balishta nor all these things the one who is simply sitting under a tree is enjoying all these various levels of ananda मूलम तरोहो केवलम आश्रयंतः द वन हुज होम इज व्हाट अंडर द ट्री एंड द वन हु हैज फाइन डाइनिंग वेयर व्हाट इज द फाइन डाइनिंग वेयर टू हैंड्स पाणिद्वये भोक्तुम आमंत्रयंतः रेडी टू ईट विद द प्लेट एंड द स्पून it is what it is it is ecological yeah can wash wipe keep wash wipe eat and then what it just nicely folds for <laughs> compact carriage you don't need a place to keep it and then what vedanta vakyeshu sadaramantah what is this person doing sitting under a tree waiting for bhiksha no always reveling in the words of the shastra which describe the truth of oneself as the as the as ananda embodiment as the very embodiment of ananda and bikshanna matrena tushtimantah tushtimantah means satisfied with just anything that comes यदृच्छालाभसंतुष्ट भगवद्गीता विल से द सेम थिंग वॉट एवर कम्स द पर्सन इज थ्रिल्ड वॉट एवर कम्स इज ईटन टेकन इन एंड सो दिस इज दी दिस इज दिफ्रेन इन दिस टॉक्स अबाउट द वन हु इज भाग्यवंत भाग्यवंत मीन्स वेरी वेरी फॉर्चुनेट very blessed very auspicious who is that kaupinavantah khalu bhagyavantah there are five verses like that therefore it is called kaupina panchakam kaupina panchakam kaupina means loin cloth and i taught this one time in oregon and then one person one person came up to me and said so if i want to be like these people i should go and buy a loin cloth i said no <laughs> it's not that simple you have to throw out everything in your closet and then buy a loin cloth it's only loin cloth it's not like okay i have all my suits and tuxedos and shoes and everything and then also i buy one loin cloth and keep no only loin cloth means enough to cover that's all it is not anything extra and so this person sitting under a tree quietly not being in the rat race of ananda is thus described as in two ways so shrotriya who is a shrotriya one who is well studied by who his teacher how did that teacher get by her teacher 
How did that teacher get? By his teacher. How did that teacher get the knowledge? By her teacher. That's why we chant what? Sada Shiva Samarambham, that which began with Bhagavan. And so, this is an unending lineage of knowledge available to the one who asks. This knowledge is not given just freely like that. It's freely given, but not given without asking. You have to say, please teach me. Madartham smara. Here also we saw. Adhihi bhagavaha. Adhihi bhagavaha. So please teach me. Teach me this. And until you ask, it's not given. One may be living with the jnani, but one may not gain this knowledge because the jnani is not going to give until it is asked for. It has to be asked for. And then this knowledge is given and then that is how the person becomes Shrotriya. The person saw something is askans. I am always in the world of Vishayananda, but to procure my own Ananda is not easy. Like we saw, all the conditions have to be lined up. Everything has to be properly lined up. The mood should be there, the object should be there, the, the, the body should cooperate. Mind should cooperate, senses should cooperate. Objects should be available. So many conditions have to come and in order for... And then karma should cooperate finally. Because what? There is many a slip between the gulab jamun and the lips. <laughs> I am about last one in the dining hall. Oh, please, 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 please. Me, 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 me. Please, please, please. Let nobody come. Let nobody take this. And nobody comes. Nobody takes this. And then what? Ah, finally, <laughs> I take my plate, put, I'm about to put it on the plate. A child comes and knocks it off. Finished. And then it goes and rolls on the dirtiest part of the floor. <laughs> For more than 30 seconds. <laughs> I believe there is a 30 second rule or something. <laughs> what? Oh, five seconds. That's much better because this 30 seconds did not, uh, I didn't understand properly. Yeah, so it lie, rolls there, goes underneath a place which is never dusted at all. It was dusted in the last janma and, <laughs> and then it is there for more than five whole seconds. Kya kare? Oh, sad. See, karma also has to come. Karma has, there should be a karmic alignment that does not deny me the vishaya and there has to be an external alignment of the vishaya being in the ideal situation and not too far away from me, reachable and then I myself, meaning this ahankara endowed with the body-mind-sense complex has to, has to be in a fit condition to want that and enjoy that. And of course, karma the trickster of all, all these things has to cooperate. So difficult it is to produce this ananda, whereas the person sitting under a tree is contented, is educated in Vedanta Shastra, has studied Vedanta Shastra, and though, so therefore the contentment is what? Is incumbent uh, upon the study and the contentment is in fact the offshoot of the study, the result of the study is contentment alone. How is this contentment described? Akamahataha. Be very careful when resolving this compound. Don't say akamenahataha. No. So akama means no kama. Hataha means killed, hijacked. The one who is not hijacked by desire. Kamena nahataha yaha saha akamahataha. The one who is not hijacked by desire. This is the disposition of the jnani who enjoys all these levels of ideal typical ananda 
doesn't matter in whichever loka in whichever time zone in whichever point in history all of them are enjoyed by her or him right here right now under the tree sitting under the tree why free free of becoming enslaved to the vishaya that enslaved to objects free of having a dependency to the object that is the person we are talking about that is why free free enough to enjoy swarupa ananda not vishaya ananda swarupa ananda means not an ananda that is born and gone but an ananda that is myself which is not born and because it is not born it is not gone neither born nor gone the truth of myself alone oh this sounds very nice what does this ananda look like tell 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 tomorrow <laughs> ಪೂರ್ಣಮದೂರ್ಣಮುದೂರ್ಣಮುದ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓ